Welcome to Women's Thrive Podcast. This is where you'll get to hear incredible stories of female entrepreneurs, business owners, women from all groups of life. Myself, Raymond Jan, and my co-host Abigail will be interviewing incredible women, hearing inspiring stories of women from all around the world. I have no doubt that you will find something that will be life-changing for you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and join us for our future episodes. So welcome. Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you are joining us in the world, I would love to give you a very warm welcome to this episode of the Women Thrive podcast. My name is Abigail Rebecca. I am your host today. I'm super excited. I mean, I'm always super excited for our guests, but I'm very excited for our guest today because not only is she an incredible leader, a thought leader and leader of her business and just an incredible human being. She's also a very, very good friend of mine and a dear, dear soul sister. So I've been very excited to bring her on to the podcast and we get to do this today. So Kelly Keith is a groundbreaking thought leader, founder and CEO of The Heart Space. She's an international bestselling author where she supports the leaders, entrepreneurs, and spiritual seekers elevate to their fullest clarity, execution, expression, and alignment with God. And what we're going to be talking about today is permission, permission to thrive, permission to create abundance, permission to create or to step into anything that you are desiring to step into. If that sounds like a juicy subject to you, then Kelly Keith is your woman. Welcome, Kelly. It's so great to have you here. Oh, thank you, darling. So great to be here and to get to drive out together in this way. I know. It's really cool, right, that we get to hang out in these spaces together. Kelly, I'd really love for you just to talk a little bit more into what you do. What's your purpose, your mission, your vision in this world? Yeah, for sure. In 2012, I received the information that I was to build the heart space. I had no idea what that meant at the time. You know, I just continued listening and executing and continuing to receive step by step by step. And so what I'm going to build through the rest of this life, stay tuned. We'll find out. But in the meantime, what it's grown to now is we support people learning how to live from their heart get out of living from the head and really living from the heart while keeping the mind as a part of it. It's an important part of the team. So we do group coaching and one-on-one coaching. We do retreats around the world. And I'm a Reiki master teacher. That's kind of what sparked this whole journey was my call to the healing arts. Uh, So we do Reiki trainings and healing sessions and things of that nature. Kelly, I love that you downloaded that message and you really stepped into your mission and your purpose in 2012. We are both Aquarian age leaders and that just aligns so well. What was that experience like when you were called to do this work? To be honest, it was kind of scary. (laughs) Where when I look at what was happening the years prior, where my guides and the unseen was starting to shift things. I like to call this my switchboard. Things were getting switched on and off in my switchboard. And I didn't know why I was choosing so many things differently and making these different paths. But it was all leading me to be primed for that moment. Two weeks prior to receiving the heart space and just knowing that was for me to do, 
was I received the message of look up healing modalities, you're a healer. And it was clear audience. So it was a very strong, almost like a daddy voice where it scared me, but I knew I needed to listen and it was safe. And so I did and it freaked me out, but the steps just kept coming of confirming it. And as much as I was like, what is happening? And there was fear coming up. There was this deep warmth of trust that I felt and just kind of kept moving through it. But it was, it was a little scary. I love that you're sharing that because we often hear stories and shares from so many incredible leaders that are talking about, I, I felt drawn to do something or I, I felt the call or like yourself, I heard a voice, I received the downloads. But very often we kind of imagine it to be some kind of etherical, like, ah, kind of in the moment very kind of like pure and spiritual and loving and all of that, which of course I'm sure that it is, but the fact that you're talking about fear and that it's scary, I love that you're talking into that because sometimes really stepping into something that is much bigger than us is an incredible experience, but it can often be very scary, right? As you've just shared. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a few teachers of mine that I follow where they say the presence of God is a very intimidating, sometimes scary thing because that is the highest ultimate energy and power that's available. And when it's a, hey, I'm going to show you how I see you in my eyes and how big it is of what is here to be created, like that's a lot. It's a lot. And I that reminder to everyone, fear is a part of the human experience at large. But it's definitely a part of our experience when we're playing a big game. In 2019, I channeled through my first book, which is Rise Above Fear. So through that, I got to know fear on a much more intimate level of, oh, what is this in a physiological sense? What has it moved through our body? Vibrationally, what's happening? And really learning that we need something we get to befriend. We can try to pretend it's not there or push it away or slay it, but it's a part of the team. It's not going anywhere. So the more we can just admit to ourselves, like, yeah, it's it's here. It's a part of me. It's always going to be here. And we're now friends. And so they're not always, their personality needs a little bit more attention and nurturing. And they're not as ready to just get up and go as some other parts of me, but it's here. It's been a big part of my personal process. Love that you're sharing this. Thank you so much. And what an incredible experience. And we're talking, we're going to be talking today about really stepping into that bigger version of ourselves, giving ourselves permission to thrive, giving ourselves permission to receive, receive the abundance, receive the love, receive the fear. <laughs> like you refer to it as permission granted. So could you talk a little bit more about that? Like what is the essence of permission granted? Yeah. So I received the, in essence is the perfect word because it is this entity of its own that came to me and was a teaching for me in 2020. And I was so excited where I was like, oh, I get it. I understood it. I had it embodied it, yeah. So it wasn't actually wisdom. So very clearly I heard, this is for you to learn right now. This is for you to learn and embody 
And in time, you can pass it on and share it to others. And so it was this really learning my subconscious mind and how at large, we're all programmed to wait for something outside of us to give us permission to do the thing, have the thing, be the version of say yes, say no, have the money, all these different things. And it's that really beginning to understand how much have I been consciously or subconsciously giving away my power and begin to say, oh, I can start to give myself permission for that now and go to the root of those moments where we've been keeping ourselves small. So it was a good two-year journey of really doing this deep work on myself and starting to write the permission slip for this and write the permission slip for that. And shameless plug, we have actual permission slips on our site if you want them. They're an amazing practice where going and literally writing these permission slips and looking at, am I ready to give myself permission to move through this and to have this, knowing that it can, some of the stuff, if it's deep, it's going to come with deeper processes that are needed. And that's the gift of subconscious rewiring and NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, for those who don't know what that is and going through, but it all starts with first saying, I'm ready to say, yes, I can have that. Or yes, I'm willing to be that version of myself. And that's granting ourselves permission, permission granted. I love that you've got those permission slips on your website. (laughs) They're so cute. (laughs) Sometimes we need like that tangible, we need that tangible thing in our hands, don't we? We need that thing in our hands to, to, to actually allow ourselves, to give ourselves that permission. Why do you think that is? Well, there's so many different layers to that. When we look at being able to pull something outside of ourselves, as soon as we're able to truly name something, whether it's a fear or a belief or a thought, whatever it is, as soon as we're able to truly name it, we immediately begin to diffuse the power that it's holding. So by saying, say we wanted to say permission to say no to the friend that's always asking for things. I want to give myself permission to not be a people pleaser, a big one, especially for, for women and people who, with huge hearts. Permission to say no, you know, to be able to acknowledge it first. It's okay. There's now an awareness that it's here. And then when we have something tangible, by whenever we write something, it's forcing the stream of consciousness to become so focused that we are so fully present in the moment with it. So it's also now focusing the energy of where we're going, which is then focusing it on choosing to shift the pattern and the, the process there. So when we then see it, then there's that reflection point of truly being in space of choice and empowered. I have the choice. Do I truly want to say, yes, I'm ready to shift to say no to this thing? Or do I want to stay the same in this moment? So there's many layers to it that we can look at from the psychological or the energetics or the emotional, which is my jam. I give me any layer and I'm here to talk it out. But yeah, it's some of the reasons. This I'm really, of course, I'm resonating with what you're speaking about. I love your work and also obviously representing when we thrive this is the women thrive podcast we we love your work you're going to be speaking on our summit in march which we're so excited about and the majority of our audience are women 
why do you think that this is something that very often women can struggle with, giving ourselves permission to just go forward and be who we want to be and create what we want to create? Yeah, I mean, it runs deep. The reminder to everyone, whatever the thing it is, it's likely not your fault. It is your obligation. It is your opportunity to get to rewire it and to change it, but it's not your fault. When we look at generational passings of things, when we look at how did our, what beliefs was our mother carrying? What beliefs was our grandmother carrying? What ex- their great grandmother, et cetera, et cetera. And then we see that it is transferred within our DNA. And then also our, so the switchboard, as I, I've been referring to it lately, and that's essentially just the subconscious programming that's running. And our subconscious mind is running 80 to 90% of our day-to-day life. And what's so wild about that is that it's subconscious, so we don't even know what's going on. But it's developed from ages zero to 11. So whatever we were observing, the conversations we were having, the experiences, that prime time where we're just around our parents or our grandparents or the community, whatever you were, that's essentially who's been running the show until we become aware. So as women... If you grew up in a home with a mother or a grandmother or an auntie or whomever who had really disempowered beliefs or they went through toxicity in their relationships or insert all of these different things, right there, we've already been set up with a lot of alchemical potential, (laughs) if you will, to go in there. And then we have the societal programs where it has been been many generations of women being suppressed and that it's it's not cute for a woman to be ambitious or to to assert herself and for us to use our voice or any of those things, it's been frowned upon and there's been deep programming of what a woman's to be. So we're in a really positive time to shift this and to realize like, oh, We've just been running on these programs of what is to be. And then uh, we have to get through it. A lot of women don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. It saddens me, but I also know it's the reality now. So I've kind of got gotten normalized to it. But in the permission granted program, I do. One of the first questions that we ask is, okay, what do you want? And a lot of people have no idea how to answer that. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh shit, that's me too. I don't know what I want. Like, it's normal. It's sad. It's not unfortunate that that's the norm, but it's very normal because not very often as any adult, whether you're a man or a woman, do we actually stop and say, okay, so what do you want? Because we've been conditioned. This is what you must do, especially as women. Women, your, your needs are, aren't considered here. Your preferences, like just do what you got to do. I completely agree with that. I think it's very common and I have similar conversations as well with women asking a woman what she wants and it's not like she hasn't given herself permission to receive or to create like to receive something she hasn't even given herself permission to even think about it to even think about what she wants so that is for sure 
the first step. And I love that you're talking about healing the generations. We don't need to go into my story, but I can really resonate with what you're saying. I was brought up by women, my mother and my maternal grandmother and my paternal grandmother, actually, who were very disempowered as women, very, very disempowered. So actually to be brought up in that environment and then to receive that also from my female role models and then for me to decide to carve a different life for myself and choose other role models, but at the same time heal my family and heal those generations of women is just an incredible opportunity. And I know that a lot of your work kind of covers that as well. It's not just the work that you are like the deprogramming and the the transformation of yourself. It's also really impacting the generations behind and also the generations that are coming in front of you as well. I feel very blessed this lifetime where sometimes, sometimes I'm like, is this a blessing? But I can't, I know it is. Or to understand and to see the magnitude of what we're doing. And it is every, and when we heal ourselves, a healer is someone who's just learned how to heal themselves. And it ripples out to everybody around us. And every decision we're making at all times is seven generations back and forward. Like, I'm with you of the, the environments that I grew up in. And to see the shifts within family today versus where I was. And I don't take sole responsibility for it because we're all on our own unique journeys. But to see the healing that has taken place and others starting to turn into their inner work and, and the growth and people starting to question and actually ask me questions now and let me supply some resources and this and that, where it really hit, especially this last trip when I was in New York, where I was just like, my prayer is coming true. Family's actually healing. There's actually like generational trauma being reversed amongst the family. And it does start with us because when we acknowledge the ancestors and we allow them to be brought in, when there's a saying within the native lineage of Ahomatakiasin, which means acknowledgement and love to all of my relationships who are here with me in this circle. And that is all of my relations, the brothers and sisters sitting in the circle, my ancestors, my family, the trees, the rocks, the crystals. And it's realizing it's the relationship with all of them. And as we start to work on how can we show up better in that relationship to bring love to it, well, then we just increase the energy of it. And that doesn't mean you have to go and be talking to every person and creating, it can be finding resolves. Yeah. So it goes deep, but yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. For anyone who is watching or listening to this and you, you've asked them the question, do they know what they want? And to not judge themselves for that. Many women especially don't know what they want. So they've then decided what they want. What's the next step? I know that this is a linear, this is like a holistic approach that you have and it's not necessarily like a five-step process or anything like that. But what would you suggest that someone does then as their next step? 
Totally. No, it's a great question because, again, I'm all here for the super grounded stuff as well. Where if it's all always just up here, well, then what do we do with that? You know, like practical steps. So thank you for that. No, I would say if someone's like, holy shit, I don't know what I want. I haven't sat and actually listened and like to myself on this question. Just go find a, a quiet space, light a candle, put on some tunes, like whatever feels good for you. And just start to free write and ask yourself, what do I want? And maybe narrow it down. What do I want in my relationships? What do I want in my career? What do I want for my home life? What, you know, so you can narrow it down a little bit for yourself and then allow yourself to begin to imagine. Our imagination is what creates our reality. I have a joke with you know, one of my friends where we're talking one time, just like I went back into something that was a very condensed living experience. And I just heard my inner dialogue go, your imagination sucks. Like, this is what you're creating. Like, this is what you've imagined. So then just starting to imagine what that would look like. What would that feel like? Okay, you say you want that. Okay, so you want to live in a four-story home in Miami and have the love of your life. I'm just kind of trying to pull stuff so nothing feels, you know, maybe someone needed to hear that exactly. But imagine that. Okay, what would that actually look like? What would that feel like? And we can start to try it on. Because you might put it on actually be like, actually, I'm like feeling that and actually I don't want that. And I can start to create clarity. So that would be the next great couple of steps for somebody. Mm, I love that. I love you're talking about lighting a candle and free writing at the beginning of our chat. You were talking about dropping out of your head and into your heart. And I love to do that practice where I ask my heart what it wants through the free writing, right? So what do, what do you heart tell me? What do you need? And then my heart tells me what what it needs. And then how can I support you with that? It's such a beautiful practice. Mm-hmm. it's so wise this heart yeah yeah it really is okay just shifting gear a little bit I really want to ask you about this so before we hit record you told me that you'd just written like one and a half books <laughs> I don't want yes. to know about this process like how do you do that that's probably the best question to ask like how how do you get so super focused on something like that that you are able to create something so beautiful in a short amount of time can you share some little secrets with us kelly keith Ooh, the juice yeah so well, one, you haven't read it, so I wouldn't put it too much kudos. I'm kidding. It's actually really, I'm actually really pleased with what's come through. <laughs> so I rise above fear. Give us a little backstory. I channeled in a month. The novel that came through. So like one, I know it's just one of the gifts God has put into my my space. The novel that comes out next month through or next year through Pegasus also wrote it in a month. So taking on, I came to a writer's retreat here in Costa Rica, which was a week. And it was the intention is to write your first working draft in a week. And I was like, I've done in a month twice, but a week? Like, but I was like, okay, let's, let's do it. 
And as I started working out the outline for the one, I started to hear the other book was like, excuse me, you started working on me a few years ago and you're just going to try to jump ship and start the other. So I had to listen. The babies were fighting. So we put the the one that I thought I was going to be writing is the half book that got written. And then I finished what was moving through me for a few years. So it already been accruing because it's again, it's a relationship. I didn't write it. It chose me to use me to put on paper for everybody else to receive the message. So I feel a part of it for someone who's like, because I know that sounds like, what do I do with that information? I, I would like to give someone support. But one is really being a willing vessel. There's been through my life, but more and more, I just continue to surrender and I just ask for God's will to be my will. Continue to do my very best to surrender my will and allow myself, my will and God's will to be one and the same. And if God's will is for this book to come out, then mountains can move. <laughs> so there's the space of just being a willing vessel and continue to remember this is not about me. This is about whatever needs to move through that's going to help those who receive it. That's what it's about. It's me just being of service and just letting the process flow through. I've also innately, I create on the regular. So for someone, just make sure your vessel's aligned, do your energy work, do your yogas, do whatever you need to do to prime yourself to be a good vessel. Good's not a good word for that. A aligned vessel. There's no good, bad, right, wrong. Just aligned vessels. And then there's structure where structure is really important for flow. If you have no structure in your life or no structure to your creative project, well, good luck. We're very fortunate to have set structures and I of how to set up an outline and then go through and do like projects that's in that. And so it's the mix of staying in the structure and then allow myself to surrender into the flow. Again, a great example of giving yourself permission to thrive, right? And this aligned vessel, alignment with everything, right? As you're stepping into that. And you run your own retreat state. You, you're about to run a retreat yourself. I am Friday. We're in the final spaces of getting everything set up. I'll be having a group of humans arrive to Costa Rica on Friday. It's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, it's such a beautiful event. So... As I mentioned before, we also have you as a wonderful speaker on our Women Thrive Summit 2004. I was going to say 2014 then. I was going back in time. Time travel. Let's time travel 2024. So, well, you could be time traveling listening to this because you're either listening to it like before. there, There are two time zones here. There's before 2024 and there's after 2024. So whichever side of March 2024 you are in, you can either look forward to listening and watching Kelly on our Women Thrive stage, or you can go back and watch and listen to her. I'm sure it's going to be such an inspiring talk. What are you going to be sharing with us on the stage, Kelly? Yeah, so we're going to be diving deeper into this concept of living heaven on earth and giving yourself permission to do so. Beautiful. Really, really excited for you to share your wisdom with us. Thank you so much, Kelly, for coming on to our podcast today. 
if our listeners want to know, not, not if, our listeners will definitely want to follow you and find out more about you. Where can they find you? Yeah, for sure. So they can check out the website, uh, heartspace.co, to find out all the things that we're up to. If you want to connect directly, which I would love as well, please feel free to message me. Let me know you found me here. We can jam out. You're part of the community. You can find me on Instagram. I am Kelly Keith. And uh, yeah, say hello. Don't be shy. Amazing. Go and jam out with Kelly. I love hanging out with you. I love meeting you in person as well. So I'm sure that there'll be lots of incredible in-person retreats as well where people can come and join you all over the world. But Costa Rica just sounds incredible. Yes, there's so much magic coming and I adore you. I'm so excited to continue flowing and get to see you again and wrap my arms around you soon. Absolutely. I'm sure it won't be too long. Kelly, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for coming on to our podcast today. Thank you so much for watching. As always, we would love feedback. We'd love for you to share with us what resonated with you today from the beautiful wisdom that Kelly was sharing. Either reach out to us here at Women Thrive or you can contact Kelly directly. Whatever you are doing today, have a beautiful, beautiful day. And we will see you on the next episode of the Women Thrive Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Women Thrive Podcast. If you found today's episode empowering and inspiring, be sure to subscribe and follow us. Better yet, leave a review and share it with others. We're committed to bringing you more stories that will empower and inspire you on your own journey. Until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and keep pursuing your dreams.